Dunker Punks. Have you ever been to camp? In this episode, we are going back to camp. So I invite you to recall your experience of camp or retreat as you listen to our music by Jacob Krauss. I don't want to be rich, don't want to be popular, don't want to be selfish, no. I don't want to be a goat, don't want to be ignorant, don't want to be blindfolded, I just want to be countercultural. I don't want to be violent, don't want to have a vendetta, don't want to be vengeful, no. I don't want to be a soldier, don't want to be militaristic, don't want to help that cycle, I just want to be a countercultural pacifist. I don't want to be a racist, don't want to be a capitalist, don't want to be sexist, no. I don't want to pass judgment, don't want to hold grudges, don't want to be hateful, I just want to be a countercultural, pacifistic, unconditional lover. I don't want to shop at Walmart, don't want to grow Monsanto, don't want to drink Coca-Cola, no. I don't want to burn petrol, don't want to eat perfect fruit, don't want to feel guilty, I just want to be a countercultural, pacifistic, unconditionally loving, organic gardener. I want to be authentic, I want to be radical, I want to be optimistic, honest, beautiful, I want to be humble, I want to be progressive, I want to be open, I'm inspiration, I want to be like John Wesley, or Sarah Major, or Anna Mao, I want to be like Martin Luther, or Martin Luther King Jr., like Santa Claus, Johnny Appleseed, Dirk Galim, or Gandhi, Alexander Mack, John Klein, George Fox, Jesus Christ, but mostly, I just want to be me. I just want to be me. Do you remember the story of Jesus and his disciples going out in a boat on the sea? While they were out there, in the Sea of Galilee is a large body of water. A great windstorm arose. According to the story in Mark's gospel at the end of chapter 4, this big storm came up fast and waves beat into the boat so that the boat began to be swamped. The disciples panicked and they were sure they were going to drown, but Jesus was sleeping right through it all. Finally, they woke him up and said, don't you care about us that we are going to die? And Jesus said, peace, be still to the wind. And then the storm died down, and there was a dead calm. He asked the disciples why they were afraid. Didn't they have faith in him? We all have moments when life is like a huge storm swirling around us with waves so high that we're sure to be swamped and drowned. What helps us regain our faith and our footing so that we can trust that Jesus is there in the boat with us, even in the midst of the storm? Well, for many, it's a trip to camp. You're about to listen to stories of community that are created at camp. 
In the course of a week, a deep level of trust and certainty is established at camp that holds participants in the surety of trust in Jesus. Living in Christian community is the way we help each other get through these storms of life, remembering that Jesus is here with us. And at camp, the fun times reign while all this is happening. Whether you have a history of camping in community or not, you will experience Camp Colorado as you listen to Sarah Owen Minnick recall summer camp along with other counselors. Hey guys, Sarah Owen Minnick from Mound Ridge, Kansas, and I'm here to talk about one of my favorite places in the world, camp. This summer, earlier this summer, I had the awesome opportunity to be a co-director with my dad for junior high camp at Camp Colorado. We had an absolutely incredible group of campers and counselors, and it was one of my favorite weeks that I've ever been a part of. If, like me, you grew up going to camp, then this episode might remind you of some of your own fun camp memories. And if not, then I hope this is a chance for you to get an inside look at the kind of communitas that can form in a camp environment. I know that growing up, I was shaped extensively by close-knit communities that were only together in person for a short period of time. However, I've never been able to pinpoint exactly what it is that makes a week of camp and the community that it forms so meaningful. So, during our week, I decided to talk to some of the people who give the most to be a part of that community during a week of camp. The counselors. Welcome to Camp Colorado Junior High Camp 2016. part of the Church of the Brethren, and I'm a counselor here at Camp Colorado. And how long have you been counseling for? I've been counseling five or six years now. Okay. So what changes have you seen in our group of campers over this week? Well, I think there's definitely a strong sense of community that develops over the week. Yeah. And it's sort of there at the beginning. You kind of know your friends from the past few years, but then as the week kind of goes on, you get closer and closer, and they end up being really tight in the end. Can you, like, tell us a story from this week that maybe exemplifies camp for this week of camp for you? So last night, it's kind of a tradition throughout the week that the guys and the girls will prank each other and do raids and do all kinds of stuff. So typically, it goes back and forth, and it's kind of a revenge game. Mm -hmm. But this week at camp, the girls decided that instead of getting revenge, they wanted to do something really nice for the guys. So they went over and they serenaded them with a few songs and then they invited them to go stargazing with them in the ball field. Aww. What's been your most challenging moment this week at camp? This week at camp we did a lot of activities with thinking about the concept of us versus them, and we even did a simulation where we kind of divided the campers up by finger length, and we said that long-fingered people had certain characteristics and short-fingered people had certain characteristics, and we kind of let it go from there. And we saw kind of this mentality of us versus them between those groups developing. And seeing that develop so quickly and with so little prodding was kind of disheartening to see how easy it is to slip into those stereotypes that you can put on people and yeah. how easy that is to happen for anyone. What makes counseling meaningful for you? Like, why do you keep coming back? 
I think it's definitely the relationships that you get to build with the kids after you see them year after year after year and you get to see them kind of grow up and change and become who they are today. It's really a powerful experience just seeing them develop over time. Hi, I'm Avery. I'm a senior at McPherson College and I've been counseling for four years. A camp story is... So there was my first year counseling, and I walked down to the volleyball courts, and there's a kid laying with his head just buried in the sand. And I asked another kid that was sitting there, and I go, is he all right? And he said, yeah, he's fine. So I call his name, and he pokes his head up, and he says, what? I said, are you all right? He said, yeah, I'm good. And he just sticks his head right back in the sand. I said, okay. And so I go back to watching all the other kids play and stuff, and this kid just keeps his head in the sand. And about 30 minutes later, his mom walks down the hill, and she goes, is Joel all right? Oh my gosh, is Joel all right? She starts freaking out. I'm like, yeah, he's fine. And then she asks, she asks Joel, and he's, he goes, I'm good. He just pokes his head out. He says, I'm all right. And he sticks his head right back in the sand. That was, I feel like that just greatly exemplifies the, the camp experience. Just, just a whole bunch of weird kids doing weird stuff. Some of the more challenging moments for me is is dealing with some of the more tough issues like homesickness and stuff. It's a lot of it's pretty easy to to have fun with the kids during the day and and let them be themselves. But once it once they start missing home, I I tend to struggle with that a little bit more. Um, and something that makes counseling meaningful is just watching the kids get to grow and and become themselves. Something I tend to be a little bit better at is just being myself and not worrying about how others like not worrying about others judging me. And so getting to see the kids do that themselves is, is awesome. And I, it's cool to see them grow. Shout! Like David, shout it! When the Spirit of the Lord moves in my heart, I'll shout! My name is Helen and I am from Moundridge. I just graduated from high school, Moundridge High School. Um, I have black hair and brown eyes, and I'm 5'4". My social security number is... Okay. <laughs> and this is your first year counseling? This is my first year counseling, and I feel like it went well. Um, so, Helen, what changes do you see in the group over the week of camp? Um, I think the biggest change that I saw was at the beginning of the camp, um, everybody was didn't know anyone else, and... It was very new, and they didn't know how to react. And mm -hmm. I think by the end, everybody um, trusted each other. They got closer together. And I think um, one of the meaningful moments that I saw was yesterday night at Campfire mm -hmm. when we were doing the tear service, and everybody was just crying, and people that they usually don't talk to or, like, they don't really communicate with and, like, aren't with we're just going to each other and giving each other hugs mm -hmm. and um supporting each other and like telling them everything is going to be okay even though like not everybody knows what everybody else has been through they they knew that like they needed to be with each other and they they stayed together and they helped each other through their tears and their sufferings yeah. and yeah. their fears that was really beautiful mm -hmm. um so what makes counseling meaningful for you it's very meaningful uh, to find, if you can um, figure out a way to get to the camper's head and like do something that they will always remember, mm. I feel like that would 
be the best <laughs> ever. Like, just letting them know, like, everything will be okay and, like, um, uh, that you've been through the situation. And if, if you can say something or if you can do something that will help them in just a little way, um, I feel like that will be very powerful. Yeah. And that's why I, I like being counseling. <laughs> if, if I can just do something that will help them go through life a little bit easier or help them in their high school years or junior high years or like just an everyday life, if I can just say something or do something that mm -hmm. will... That they'll remember. That, that they'll remember, I feel like. Uh, I feel like that's my goal, you know? Yeah. Hi everybody, my name is Neil, I am from California, and this is my first week counseling. That's exciting. It is exciting. Um, so, what changes have you seen in our group of campers over the week from the beginning to end? That's a good question. Well, you know, it's the standard sort of thing, I think. A lot of kids come in, uh, and if they've been here before, they know a group of people, and they kind of have an expectation of who they're going to hang out with and what they're going to do. Uh, or if they come in and they haven't been here before, they don't know anybody. But uh, both groups are always, I think, surprised about who they end up hanging out with. It's mm -hmm. never who they expect to hang out with. Mm -hmm. um, I think this group in particular has been like very, very uh, inclusive in the sense that everyone's hanging out with a lot of different people. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of like very strong group formation. Or if there are groups, like it's not like they're exclusive groups. Yeah, um, they've been pretty good about that. They've been good about that, and so I think you know you're getting a bigger and bigger sense of community and I think mutual understanding amongst the campers. You know where they're coming from, who they are, why they are the way they are. Mm -hmm. And it's informing sort of a group empathy, which I think is nice. Yeah. Wait, Can you tell us a story it. from this week that exemplifies your camp experience? Typical story is, uh, we're a part, I was the counselor for the green group, Gecko mm -hmm. Geckos. Go Gecko, when I say Gecko, you say Gecko. Gecko. Gecko power. <laughs> um, I was part of the green group. Gecko, gecko, and uh, you know we have chore rotations, and uh, I think the typical camp experience is when we're washing the dishes, uh, someone pours too much soap in, and so <laughs> everyone makes soap beards, and then we take too long to do the dishes, and then uh, everyone has extra free time, which frankly I think the rest of the groups should have thanked us for all the extra free time, but instead they're all like, you took too long to do the dishes, or you know breaking out into uh, impromptu song is is a big thing. We got yeah. a, a good Disney rendition going on. It's a musical group of people. Yeah, it seems like it. So yeah, I think the typical camp experience is doing your work, uh, or you know the assigned activity, having a lot of fun with it, and then doing it wrong or in a way that nobody expected, <laughs> and yet it still gets done. So what's been your most challenging moment as a counselor? My most challenging moment as a counselor. Well, this is my first year at camp. Camp Colorado is a Christian camp, specifically a Brethren Christian mm -hmm. camp. I am neither Christian nor Brethren. Nor do I have a ton of experience with camp, for that matter. <laughs> really, why was I asked to be a counselor? <laughs> um, I think, I, you know, I've really enjoyed being a counselor for the kids. I've really mm -hmm. enjoyed the groups. Uh, I've enjoyed the conversations we've had. I've enjoyed the activities we've had. Um, but there are certain moments uh, in, in uh, Camp Colorado, sort of the nature of any uh, religious camp. You know, mm -hmm. uh, prayer ceremonies, uh, religious songs, uh, saying grace, those sorts of things. I think can be challenging, well, were challenging for me in particular. I don't mm -hmm. know if it is a bad thing or that it was uh, it's something the group shouldn't do. In fact, I think the group should continue to do it. It's good for group harmony. But those moments uh, were, I think, difficult for me because, you know, I didn't fit into those criteria. I didn't feel mm -hmm. comfortable saying songs or singing the words. 
Yeah, it's kind of a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to integrate with the other counselors, you're trying to integrate with the campers, and you think you do a good job uh, over the course of the day, but then campfire comes at night, and you remember, hey, this is still different. Yeah. That was challenging. Yeah. <laughs> what makes counseling meaningful for me? I think it's the opportunity to to be a guide to kids mm-hmm. uh, who are struggling, who are open to criticism, open to direction. I think seek that and uh, be privileged enough to be honored enough that you could be like a, a source of direction for these kids. Mm-hmm. I think it's great and that's really meaningful. It's, uh, it's an honor. So my name is Jessica. This is my second year being a CIT or counselor in training and I pretty much love it. What are some changes that you see in the group from the beginning of the week to the end of the week? Um, campers? I love that at the beginning of the week you see all these different groups come into camp. Sometimes they're campers that know no one else. Sometimes they come in small groups. But by the end of the week, chances are they're one big community. And yeah. I think that's the most amazing thing. Can you like tell us a story from this week that like really exemplifies camp for you? Okay. It exemplifies this week. I remember one time my color group was doing dishes. Mm-hmm. And we had to take the trash out to the trash trailer. <laughs> and because this bag was so heavy, a counselor had to carry it. But the bag broke halfway up the stairs. Oh, gross. And it was disgusting. There was, like, decomposing food, like, glass shards everywhere. And the counselors were going to have to clean that up. And when we were heading out to clean it up, a couple of the campers were like, where are you going? And when we told them what happened, they offered to come help us clean it up, even though they were not forced to. Mm-hmm. And so you had a bunch of us just out there giggling over picking up decomposing food pieces with gloves and dustbins. <laughs> and the fact that we were able to make so much fun out of something that would have been so painful is just camp. That's awesome. Um, what, so what's been your most challenging moment this week? One of the challenges I've faced this week and in my counseling experience as a whole is finding a way to balance listening to the wisdom of other counselors and doing what I think needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Because especially as a CIT, when I'm just learning where boundaries should be and what rules should be, it's a difficult transition for me to make, and I've struggled with that a lot. What makes counseling meaningful for you? Mm, I feel like I've said this a lot, but just watching the kids grow over the week and become a community... And being able to be part of that community is probably one of the most impactful things I've ever done. And I don't know, there's nothing like it that I've ever experienced. I'm Sean Flory Replogle, and um, I have been a part of camping programs since I can remember. Um, back in the eighth grade, I remember going to camp, and since then I've done work camps and mm-hmm. summer camps, all kinds of different camps. What, like, what changes have you seen in, um, I guess, in our group this week, or just in groups in general over the course of a week of camp? Sure. Um, you know, the the group this week, I see the same kind of change I often see, which is subtle changes in how they look at the world. You know, you come to camp with expectations of doing all the fun stuff, you know, all the games and mm-hmm. crafts and things like that, and then most, uh... Campers who show up also leave different than they came because of some experience they've had or uh, some way of looking at the Bible or an idea or a problem in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, those those kind of changes uh, of perspective, that's what I see usually. Can you tell us a story from this week that maybe exemplifies this week's camp experience or camp experience in general? Sure. The thing I think 
that that exemplifies camp in general is like campfire because mm, that's mm-hmm. the place where you know no matter what sessions or what games or what things have gone on between people all week that's the one place you come back to that's always common and are uh, sing the songs that you know and maybe learn a couple new songs and um, hear hear stories from the Bible or stories of inspiration mm-hmm. and um, and and clearly there's something about being around that campfire that I don't know is, opens people up or yeah. or allows for people to be in the moment feel the spirit and you know again this week here uh, as we've done campfires each night seems like somebody different hangs around the campfire a little bit longer to yeah. think and consider and take in what they've just experienced. And yeah. to me, that campfire and what happens at campfires about as basic to camp as anything there is. Um, so what's been your most challenging moment this week? Uh, my most challenging moment this week, uh, sleep. <laughs> no, really, sleep. Really, sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, you know... Um, Camp is intense. There's lots of different activities going on, and getting enough sleep is always a challenge. Yeah. So I guess the last question would be, what makes um, counseling meaningful for you? Yeah, sure. Um, There is something very unique, very sacred about being able to be in this kind of a setting where people send you their children for a week, and you're given the opportunity to be in their lives, to Mm -hmm. make a difference in their lives, to not just open up new perspectives, which when it happens is great, uh, plant seeds for mm-hmm. things that might come along later on in their life, yeah. um, and simply by the way in which you interact with them and talk with them and listen to them, uh, be able to both exemplify what it means to develop real community mm-hmm. and care for one another, and to me that's about as basic uh, to the Christian message as you can get. In that way, even without words, getting to share the love of Jesus with with folks is really, like I said, it's just sacred ground. It's a pleasure and a privilege. Unfortunately, I ran out of time to talk with all of the counselors, but I really appreciated the insights that were shared. I think they beautifully articulated what is, at least for me, the core of what makes camp so powerful. It's the chance to share a crazy, tragic, beautiful, hilarious, and ever-changing life together. Being supported by those around you, as well as feeling that you have something valuable and unique to offer to the community. I know that's the reason I keep coming back. And I can't help but think that it's a lot like what Martin Luther King Jr. may have meant when he talked about the beloved community. The King Foundation describes the beloved community with the following. In the beloved community, poverty, hunger, and homelessness will not be tolerated because international standards of human decency will not allow it. Racism and all forms of discrimination, bigotry, and prejudice will be replaced by an all-inclusive spirit of sisterhood and brotherhood. But I also have to wonder, what does it mean to form these kinds of communities outside of camp? Why is it so hard to do? How can we make space for that all-inclusive spirit of sisterhood and brotherhood in other times and places? Frankly, I have no idea. But I'm guessing that we find the answers to those questions within our own communities and within our own experiences of connection with others. 
Anyway, that's all for today. But I'll leave you guys with this quote I find appropriate from Kurt Vonnegut in Palm Sunday, an autobiographical collage. What should young people do with their lives today? Many things, obviously. But the most daring thing is to create stable communities in which the terrible disease of loneliness can be cured. Kumbaya, 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 Somebody singing, Lord, kumbaya. Singing wind, rain, fire, storm, kumbaya. Kumbaya, kumbaya. Kumbaya, kumbaya. Kumbaya, kumbaya. Kumbaya, kumbaya. Somebody's laughing, Lord, kumbaya. Somebody's laughing, Lord, kumbaya. Somebody's laughing, Lord, kumbaya. Singing wind, rain, fire, storm, kumbaya. Kumbaya, kumbaya. Kumbaya, kumbaya. Kumbaya, kumbaya. Kumbaya, kumbaya. Somebody's praying, Lord, kumbaya. Somebody's praying, Lord, kumbaya. Somebody's praying, Lord, kumbaya. Singing wind, rain, fire, storm, kumbaya. Awesome camp, thank you very much. See y'all in 2017. Now, if you've ever been to camp, you have a story or stories to tell. The sharing you just heard likely sounds familiar. If you've never been to camp, what did you think? Did you feel you've missed out on something? Or do you have a similar experience that just wasn't at a camp? Sarah and her interviewees experience Christian community one week at a time. As hard as living the Jesus way is in our everyday life, do you wonder how Christian community can be created to become so intimately connected in just a week's time? It is amazing how it happens every summer at camp. It reminds me of a camp story from my days in camp administration. I spent 12 years working at a camp year-round. I tried many times to explain to prospective parents the importance of the community that is created, how it is more important than horseback riding, sailing lessons, or swimming. I'll share a story that sums it up for me. One of many camp sessions offered where I worked was a hiking emphasis camp. During the week, the campers made a plan to increase their hiking ability and strength through ever-increasingly long hikes. On the next-to-last day, a big hike was planned to Old Rag, a Shenandoah Valley, Virginia favorite place. The day before the big hike, one of the 12 campers sprained his ankle. It was so sad there was no way he could hike. 
so it was arranged for him to spend the day resting in the medical cabin and around the pool while the rest of the group went to Old Rag. But his fellow campers all got together and decided to forego the trip to Old Rag to take a hike on site and then spend the extra time at the pool with him so that one camper would not have to spend the day alone. Those campers had listened to one of the Bible stories during the week from the letter known as 1 Corinthians. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. In this case, with him. Sarah ends with the Martin Luther King Jr. quote about the beloved community, which is a place we all want to live. I challenge us, Dunker Punks, to live in the beloved community this week, no matter where you are. Choose the relationship or relationships that will be your community. How can you create equality and promote compassion among your friends or coworkers? How will you act to create the kind of caring example that will provoke others to good deeds of love and kindness? And then... Send us a picture of your community, with, with their permission, of course, and by commenting on our Facebook page or Snapchat or Twitter or anywhere you find Dunker Punk's Pod. I know we will be affirmed in the larger community of Dunker Punks who are living the Jesus way this week and every week as we see each other creating Christian community. Will you pray the Lord's Prayer with me? In it, you'll find guidelines for living in beloved community. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, just as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Go now and bless your community with love, and it will be the beloved community. The Dunker Punks podcast is created by a dozen contributors, furthering an all-inclusive spirit of sisterhood and brotherhood. Jacob Krause created our theme song and edited the show this week. Suzanne Lay and I produce the show. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat by searching Dunker Punks Pod. Find archived episodes on the show page, arlingtoncobb.org slash dpp. Comment on iTunes to help others find the show. Dana Casal returns in two weeks to help us find our way through Empire. Talk to you again then. Kumbaya, kumbaya. Singing wind, rain, fire, storm, kumbaya.